0: Hi there, this is the Powerpoint Tribe where our vibe is
1: faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the spirit.
2: You wanted to ask about relationships, about how you can deal with some things, what, what are your present experiences, do you need anything? Whatever it is, counsel, we're here for you, so please ask your questions. Um, but I think Pastor has something to say just before we start asking yeah. our questions. Hallelujah.
3: Praise God. Hallelujah. Were you blessed by that word? What, what a very, very amazing teaching by Pastor Mide. Can we celebrate Pastor Mide once again? <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, the good thing about the teaching was that it was just penetrating. You know, I'm sure you could see areas in your own life where you could apply the things that she taught immediately, literally. You know, and, and that's how effective that teaching was. Thank you very much, Pastor Mide, for sharing God's word with us in such a new light. Amen. Amen. Okay, so in the next few minutes, 30, 40 minutes perhaps, we will be answering questions. And I'm sure we all have questions. But with respect to relationships, typically people wait for the first question. And by the time the first question is out, oh boy, there's a floodgate opened. So uh, I'll just help you by answering a few questions that have come in in the last few weeks concerning some of the things we've been teaching. Okay, is that fine? Yes, sir. Okay, so... um, so there's a question here. <laughs> is there one man for one woman? And if yes, how on earth am I going to locate <laughs> him? Okay, so how many of you have that question in your mind? You know, is there one man for one woman? Is there one midday for one JD? Like <laughs> you know, and so what happens to midday if for 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 some funny reason? Um, she doesn't get to find JD. Is, is, she, is she... Okay, let me not use Pastor Media and JD because they, they, they are currently a factor, so there's no point using them as an example. But the point is, you're thinking, what happens to the guy that perhaps God has ordained for me to marry? Something, for example, happens to him. Am I doomed to not get married again or to singleness for the rest of my life? And, and I'm sure some of us have heard teachings that make it look like There is only one person God has ordained for you to marry. Especially now that we're talking about conviction. I mean, God cannot give you conviction over multiple people, right? Um, But but what I'd like you to understand first is that God usually... What what God sells when it comes to relationship is not so much of a person, but a program. Okay? It's not so much of a person, but a program. So, the funny thing about it is that David was not God's first plan. It was Saul. Saul. If Saul had followed the program, he would have become a David. So David followed the program and became the David that we all know and celebrate today. Samuel was very sad when Saul was about to be rejected by God because he really thought and imagined that this was the guy that God had been looking for. And when he started out, he started out with the program. He followed the entire plan. He was a humble guy. In fact, when he wanted to anoint him king, he ran away. He said, ah, I'm not worthy to be king over these people. And all of that he was very lowly and humble. But By the time he became king, he began to get out of that plan. And then God rejected the same person that he anointed. The same person that was once anointed as king became rejected. And then his second choice, David... Now became the real McCoy, the real guy that God now began to raise up. So, what I want you to understand is that it's a plan, it's a program God wants to sell to you much more than a person. So, don't get hooked up on the fact that, oh, so what happened, today, for example, I got a conviction about this lady, and then somehow or the other, in the process of our relationship, this lady said no to me or broke my heart i'm one person in the relationship i can't have convictions for both of us i can't marry both of us we both have to agree to marry do you understand and so it takes both of you to have this a similar amount of conviction and you know assurance about the relationship for the relationship to work and so the person leaves you and they are feeling like okay how do i get a new conviction for a new person as though conviction is a one lifeline kind of thing that cannot be repeated it can Okay, so don't, don't beat down yourself and feel like there is no hope for you if you lost perhaps someone who... That is all, okay? God is going to raise a David for you. And that David will represent the full extent of God's plan for your life. Alright, so don't get hooked on the fact that, oh, it's one person and if I miss that person, or that person marries another person, that's the end. No, that's not the end. God is more interested about the program, the kind of person, than a person. Do you understand? is that very clear yeah. okay so any question from 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 the audience okay. let's let's get one question from the audience and I'll read one of the other questions that I have here have the floodgates are yet to open when <laughs> oh, <and> they do <laughs> any questions are there questions already
1: Good afternoon. Good everyone. Afternoon. Oh, Good morning, rather. Okay, I want yes. to know. My name is Justina. Okay, the um, messages have been very, very impactful. Thank you. Okay, I want to ask. As a Christian, is it a must to get married? Is it, is it a must to be like have a partner to go through life with? Is it okay or is it right as a Christian to say? I don't feel like I want to do that journey or journey my life through that path. I really want to understand.
2: Why are you saying that?
1: Because in society today, we are made to feel like okay, there's a certain way everything has been programmed, there's a certain way you should lead your life as a responsible person. You need to have a husband, children, work, perfect family. But there are people actually that don't really buy into that. They just won't. Okay, I, don't, I feel my goal or my reason is to impact society this way, and this is what I'm 100% passionate about. I want to work with the WHO and go to country to country and impact people. I don't really see myself as that picture being my 100% happy. My happiness mm. is impacting people. Wow. I just want to go on a journey like that yeah thats
3: okay so um, it 's not compulsory to get married okay jesus wasn 't married paul wasn 't married, and we have several other examples of people who were not married and they were not any less successful or less impactful let's let 's open to matthew nine twelve somebody answering the next question by the way um, matthew nine twelve So, I'll just read it from my phone. Okay. Um, Is it 912 or 923? 1912, Sorry. 1912. Okay. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Eunuchs are those who don't get married or don't have the capacity to procreate. Okay, so they were born that way. Others were made that way by men. And then there's a third category of others who have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. I think that's very clear. So there are three kinds of eunuchs. In those who were made from heaven, God made them eunuchs. God you know, removed the option all right, to get married from heaven. They didn't decide to be eunuchs, but God made them so. There are people There are those who were made so by men. For example, the eunuchs in the days of Esther and Co. You know, they were designed by God. Thank you. They were designed by or by the system, by the kingdom of the earth at that time to be eunuchs. They were castrated so that they won't have the capacity to fall in love with those women that they were supposed to take care of on behalf of the king. So you had that eunuch that Esther sort of received counsel from and all of that those eunuchs were castrated. They were made so by men for the purpose of the king. Do you understand? So those are another category. Then there's a third category of those who choose voluntarily. They were not made so by men. They were not made so by God, but they choose to make themselves eunuchs. And they say, you know what? I'm not going to marry. I am consumed by this work. I'm consumed by this ministry. And I choose not to marry anyone because my happiness, like she rightly said, is in impacting people and not necessarily getting married and all of that so and jesus makes it very clear he says uh, the one who can accept this should accept it that means it is completely left to you it is voluntary you don't have to you know commit yourself to a marriage relationship it's not compulsory for anyone to get married if you want to be a eunuch for the purpose of the kingdom of god all right. Do so, and then you will receive a reward. Commensurate to that sacrifice. Do you understand that? So that's that's very clear. Jesus makes it very clear. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Yeah. So there's a question. Okay. You have something to say to that? A question. You have a question. Okay. Okay,
4: sir. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, so, Pastor, sir. My question is on the matter of conviction and peace. Mm. You emphasized um, two weeks ago that um, conviction comes from peace. So, I want to create a scenario where someone here that may be dating someone, maybe a lady here is dating some guy, called Peter, and she gets home, and Peter says, why are you coming home by this time? And the girl looks at him and says, you are making trouble. pastor said it, if I don't have peace, (laughs) (laughs) you are not the one for me. Yeah. (laughs) So how do we reconcile peace and small troubles in relationships? Mm, okay. Some people are looking for excuse to leave that boy. <laughs> and the okay. guy is making trouble and they are not saying that this guy, there is no peace in him. Okay. But okay. there are moments where I imagine that the best of couples would have had the time in their relationship where they had some kind of quarrel, mm. they had moments yeah. where, you know, if we compare it to what people know as peace, it mm. doesn't look peaceful in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I get. So how do we how do we
3: reconcile these ideas? Interesting. Pastor Mitha. <laughs> I
2: can I can totally relate. <laughs> okay, so the definition of peace I think is the issue is the main thing we need to address here. From what Pastor thought, um, the peace passes all understanding. I think we're just used to defining peace as "oh, I have peace." what is peace? Is, a, is, is an inner, how to explain this, is, a, is, is embedded in your heart, right? So you know how that um, you're on a, okay, for example, that's the story of when Jesus was on, was on the boat and then there was storm, he was sleeping. A lot of things were happening, but he was sleeping because he, he knew what he had. So I think that is a definition of peace, that is probably d- um, d- um, not so good. So let me try and put this in a simple way. When quarrels happen and everything, is it the first day you you have a quarrel someone that you just end that thing? I think your piece, your hmm, pastor, Dam, you have to help me here. <laughs> okay. Is <laughs> it's, it's a bit. Um, okay, so. Thank okay.
3: you. Thank you very much, Pastor Mide. Um I, I quite understand what, you know, Ebeca is saying when he says that when you are in a relationship with someone and the person throws tantrums and makes trouble, does it disturb the peace that we're referring to when we talk about conviction? Well, they're not the same kind of peace, like Pastor Mide is trying to explain. They're not the same kind of peace. You know, like I also, sh- you know, it was obvious from the recap that I said the storms are coming. So the storms will come nonetheless. In fact, the reason why you need the peace is because of the storms. Do you understand? So that when the storms come, when the trouble comes, you still have peace in the midst of the trouble. So the fact that you're having a storm doesn't negate the peace. In fact, it should validate the peace. Do you understand? So, um, so I'll give my, my own relationship with my wife as an example. So the first one year of the relationship, um, you know, her mom didn't take a liking to me initially. She, she just she had not even seen me. She had not heard from me or anything she told her mom about me, and she just didn't like me. And for some reason, perhaps she had you know, sought counsel from someone that she differs to. And maybe there was some revelation or something. But for some reason, she didn't take a liking to me, and my wife was getting really worried about it. And she told me. And my first response was to laugh. And she was like, why are you laughing? I mean, these were things that got her really bothered and feeling like, ah, my mom doesn't like my boyfriend and all that. okay so thank you sir um and then she was really bothered and you know you know very emotional about it and i had to encourage her i said it's, it's no don't worry about this thing it's fine it's no problem mom will like me if she will love me she will fall in love don't worry about it but at that time it was a trouble it was a storm it was something that could have rocked the relationship imagine I was already feeling like oh my god she doesn't like us what do we do now and I try to start to buy her favor by calling her every day just because I want to get into her good books and it probably even irritates her more and I'm trying to work in the flesh what God has perfected in the spirit I may even lose the goodwill that I'm trying to get you understand and so what happened was eventually she came around and she's one of my biggest fans now like one of my biggest Guest fans, all right? And that was because I had peace. If I didn't have the peace of God that passes understanding, I would have been perturbed at that time. And it was that peace that helped me also calm her down and tell her, it's okay, no problem. Mom will get to like me, it's fine. Nope. And then a few years or a few months perhaps down the line, she got to know me and she really, really liked me. And it was no longer a problem. And so this conviction thing comes from God. It's, it's something that God furnishes your heart with. It's not based on circumstances. It's not based on what your boyfriend did or didn't do. It's not really based on those things. That will not be peace. That will not be the peace that passes understanding. You can understand that kind of peace. Mm-hmm. He brought to Shalama so you had peace. That you can understand that one. It's not, it doesn't pass understanding. You can understand that peace. But the one that passes understanding is beyond what he did or didn't do. It is what God said about the relationship. And he furnishes you with that peace in your heart. And so it's like you have an intel. You have a superior understanding about the result of this relationship before that thing begins to happen. You know where it's all going to end, so you're at peace. It's like when you're watching a movie and you know where it's going to end. And then it's like the actor is about to die. And you know Somebody is watching for the first time is like, Ha! The actor is about to die. What will happen? And he's probably even crying. You know the actor will not die. Because you have seen the end of the movie. So you're at peace in the middle of the movie. Do you understand that? So, so that's... I, I hope that helps. Huh? Yeah, so there are times... I mean, every relationship goes through its own unique and peculiar storms where you... you, you throw tantrums, you argue, you disagree. Sometimes both of you have very different personality types and it clashes a lot and then there are you know, disagreements and all of that. It doesn't necessarily mean the man is not for you. And the fact that you guys never have issues. For the first two years of your relationship you had no issues. It does not mean he's the one for you. Right. Do you understand? So you, you can't, based on what is happening, judge the peace. It has to be furnished by the, by the Holy Spirit in your heart. Okay. Yeah. So, Pastor Mide, I have a question for you. Is it okay to draw up specs for the kind of man or woman that I desire? Am I asking for some brethren? Uh-huh. So, Pastor Mide, I'd like you to answer that. But let's start with Did, <laughs> did you draw up specs for your relationship nine years ago? That's by the way, for those that didn't know how many years she's been in a relationship for. She's been in a relationship for about nine years. Next year to be a decade. So she's you know, she's a veteran in this really, in this matter. So uh, <laughs> so is it, is it okay to drop specs, like a specs list. Ten things that I want my guy to have. Ten things that I want and as the guy you are seeing him, just be asking him. Where are you from? Are you are be marking it <laughs> and all of that. So, is it okay to have a spec shit? <laughs> no, mm-hmm.
2: no. Why are you having specs? It's because of what has informed your definition of who mm-hmm. your ideal man should mm-hmm. be like. Mm-hmm. So, you think because you're short, he should be tall so he can carry you. <laughs> so, you think because he's from a rich home. Um, he can take care of you. What if something happens along the line? All of these specs are things that we picked up. The mindset that we've, we've embedded in our hearts based on circumstances, situation, what we think is ideal. Mm. What, is, what, what Do you even know what your future is wow. like in five years? That yeah. like you're telling yourself the ideal for yourself in five years. Wow. He might be great now with all the T D H sorry, toe that can handle all <laughs> those things, right? With beards and everything. Yeah. What if something happens to him? nothing would happen. What <laughs> if something happens and he's not that? Would you still be in that relationship? Mm. I'm not saying that of course God will give you what you like. He knows that of course you have to be attracted to the person but then the specs just is as a result of a mindset that we've picked up from things that have happened. So I, if you have specs, please go and cancel it. And just say God, just give me the person that you know that fits me for my life journey. Simple. Yeah. Very simple. Wow.
3: Do, we, do we receive that? Because we need to receive that. <laughs>
2: He has to be tall.
3: <laughs> you know, because as a people they have forbidden things that they have listed. They don't have a specs list, but they have a forbidden list. <laughs> they have a list of things he cannot have. He, he must not be like this. You know, so, but really, receive that truth because it's the truth of God's word. Okay? God knows you much better than any other person, He knows what is best for you. Okay, this is a very important question. Ah? Uh, I wish we had some soundtrack to accompany this. this. Is it okay to kiss in a relationship? Even when it never leads to penetrative sex?
2: Dun, 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 dun.
3: Praise God.
2: <clears throat> Hallelujah. <laughs> you can adjust your seat if you want to sit properly.
3: So, I want to hear an opinion from the audience on this. So, what do you think? Is it okay to kiss in a relationship even if it not, never leads to penetrative sex? because your name is pastor mike (laughs) what kind of kiss (laughs) okay not the holy kiss that the bible teaches all right but you have an opinion about it Let, let me see your hand okay director bilola has something to say okay good yeah yes Yes. So and mm. Okay. So, so my question now is: is both kissing alone and then kissing and its other adjoining factors without penetrative sex good in a relationship, or is it okay in a relationship, whether it's kissing alone or kissing and co? Cool. <laughs> now we need to address this because we all face it in our realities okay so this is the time to give your opinion and don't be shy about it it's okay to tell what you think about this and then it will be addressed based on scripture is that fine so you have an opinion let me not call you out you have an opinion let me see let me just see your hands You have an opinion about this why now come on now don't fall my hand Okay, so Brother Charles is getting married in a few months. So um, I like to get, and uh, funny enough, it was, it was, OK, let me not say that. You will you, you shoot me after service <laughs> if I say that. But you know, just, just let's hear from, from you sir, um, what you think about this question that I just asked. God. Hallelujah. Okay.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the question is tough. It's tough. For me, because my own relationship we don't get to see. I'm <laughs> in Lagos. She's in Abuja. I'm in Lagos. In the past three years, we've seen only four times. Yeah, so mm. even if temptation wants to come, it's <laughs> singular temptation. You'll tempted okay. one level. But um, personally, I think um, one of the things that guide me it's um, i think somewhere in philippe Pierre, chapter four mm. whatever things That's are lovely, eight, whatever yeah. things are honest if there be any virtue if there be any yeah. praise so if like babe always says something she's the one that always says it not me that uh um, tomorrow if you want to cancel people or relationship slp Hope you will not cancel them with things we did not practice mm,
1: mm, uh, mm, so mm.
5: every time she says that' like, <laughs> like yes, you get it, just, uh, just they are right and mm, and mm. we have not kissed anyways. Um, interesting, because our point is it only makes sense when you kiss on a wedding day. I may I be like, really. But she's not even there to convince, and, and many times you're busy. So I think maybe because of my person and maybe because of my background, God just worked this long distance thing very well. Like <laughs> some guys in the office ask me, bros, are you the cop?" I be like, "Tango say far." <laughs> like tango say far, because if you're not far, another um, uh, uh, story for the talk, But personally, I just think. Um, and um I think one thing that helps me personally is I, I listen to a very wide array of preachers. A lot of people so like my friend knows I spend my day um, listening to message, message, message and messages. And one thing those things does for us is there are sometimes you just want to take one step. You mm-hmm. just hear Pastor Banke's voice. That's one preacher I listen to. There are sometimes you want to say something or do something, you just hear Pastor Sam's voice. And there was a time i was asking myself who sent me listening to all this message (laughs) literally because because you just kind of have things that are always speaking to you you just have things that are always guiding you it's not easy i can't sit here and tell you don't kiss or kiss if you want to kiss but i'm just telling you that everybody needs to have um Mm. things in place that that guides them for making any decision they
3: will not be proud of fantastic (laughs) fantastic need i say more I don't need to say more than that, and I think he has done a good justice to that particular question. And so, um, just guard your heart. Yeah. Guard your heart. Uh, hearts follow treasures. Hearts follow treasures. One of the reasons why it's fast becoming a thing for people to not just—I mean, relationships these days, Christian or not, a lot of times even go way beyond you know kissing to penetrative sex and all of that. And one of the reasons why it has become much more. Pervasive is because of what we expose ourselves to, especially movies. Especially movies. We know it's wrong, but the more we see it, the less restraints we have towards it. The more we see it, the more it happens. The more it we have always known it's wrong, but the fact that we keep seeing it again and again, and like Pastor Mide rightly explained, the strands you know, in those neurons just continue to thicken and thicken, and they become much more compelling. Such that you have gotten to a place where you have told yourself what your body should do, even when your will doesn't want to do it. Because it has been compelled by that law. You have set the law in motion. You have seen it too often. You have thought about it too often. And so, if you don't want your body to go there, remove the treasures from there. Remove your time from there. Remove your eyesight from there. Remove your ears from there. And then your body will go in that direction in the end. Drag your body away from there. Submit your instruments. As instrument unto righteousness, and I was going to say, you know, like we talked about, you know, the levels of intimacy last week. There's the outer court, there's the holy place, and there's the holy of holies. And there are some things that is designated for the holy of holies. One of those things is sex. It is designated for the holies of holies. And even in the in the Old Testament, the high priest is the only permitted personnel. That enters into the holies of holies. And he doesn't just enter flippantly. He enters only once a year. That was how awe-inspiring the idea of entering into the holies of holies is. Imagine if everybody in the outer court enters to the holies of holies. They would just be dying anyhow. Because that place is very sacred. And that's what happens every time you give your body... To somebody that you're not even sure you're going to get married to. So a lot of people have entered into your holiest of all. And so there's no sacredness to it anymore. And of course, if you've messed up in the past, if something has happened in the past, you've kissed in the past, you've had sex in the past, God can restore you to such a degree that you would not even think you ever had that experience. He has such an amazing restorative power. What God can do if you submit it to him. And like Pastor Mide rightly said, open up in worship, and just submit it to him. And there's, there's don't try and fake it. If you have those issues, submit it to God. It would also be good if you have somebody you're accountable to. Alright? That you can talk to. You can talk to any of the pastors in this house. And we will be there to counsel you, to teach you, to show you from scripture. Alright? It's, it's a fallacy of slippery slope. You don't want to get to the end of the tunnel. Don't start the process. Don't say, well, he's only kissing. But what does kissing lead to? You know, those are the things you don't want. So stop what leads to it. You say you don't want to be filled with what you are eating. If you continue to eat, you will be filled. All right? So don't start what will lead, you know, like the Europas would say, whatever you would not eat, don't smell it. And so have accountability structures around you, have people you talk to. I remember I say this a lot on campus, and that's why it's good to have accountability structures around you. God will use those people to talk to you he will use them as warning signs, as, you know, red flags. So that day, the lady was in a room with some guy, and she was about to start kissing, and then God knows what was about to happen. Perhaps God was trying to prevent sex from happening. And then I just called her from the blues. I don't even know why I called her. I just called her, where are you? What are you doing now? Uh-uh. Even me, I didn't know why I was being that, you know, forceful. But where are what are you doing? I said, I'm fine, I'm okay, nothing, I'm okay. I'm fine. The moment I dropped the call, she sent the boy out of her room. Immediately, that saved her, literally, because there was some accountability structure around her. And so, if you have someone, you don't run your life by yourself, everything you receive in your mind is all social media inclined, you have, your mentors are celebrities that you don't know, you don't have anybody that is physical that you can talk to, that you can tell your issues and would advise you, you know, without judging you, you have nobody that you can relate with physically, then you are without a covering, you are without a means that God can even save you through. God needs such structures around you so that in case your own ear is dull of hearing, he can use those people to stretch a hand of deliverance in your case. Do you understand that? So please, if you're here and you're kissing in your relationship, stop it. That is a word from God to you. You don't need a word of knowledge. This is the word of knowledge. Stop it. And that's not because we judge you or anything. It's so that you can prevent other things that are not good and healthy for your relationship and for you. Is that fine? You want to add something? A question? Okay, good.
5: Praise God. Um, I was not going to ask this question, but the kissing came, and so there was a topic in the office uh, this week. Yeah, always in the office. I did not have an answer, so in my usual self, I don't have answers. I don't contribute. I will just laugh and keep laughing See, we <laughs> change the topic. So um, it was married people, share behind, and they were talking about sex and experience, like. Um, The guy brought a start, I'm a data analyst. The guy brought a start, and the numbers checked out that um, some of the things, or one of the major things, that causes friction is inability to satisfy the other person sexually. Then I now tap my closest guy in the office. I'm like, when people talk about um, satisfaction, it simply means they have a template for what satisfaction looks like. Like, okay. If this guy cannot satisfy, if both of you were novice, nobody know what an expert opinion is. The guy in that top me say, correct. So that means if this lady is saying she's not satisfied, that means she already had a standard she's using to judge this other person. I shall not talk. (laughs) So that was my point. So I could not contribute to the conversation. And I was like, just nodding my head. So the question came, how then, (laughs) if... A lady that has that kind of baggage, like when Pastor Midday was preaching, that has that kind of baggage coming, and God has forgiven us. We are new creations. Glory to God. Amen. And she gets a guy that was pastor, man of God. No baggage, no bandage, pure mindset. And auntie was not getting satisfied. And she cannot tell uncle that because uncle did not have baggage, she was the one that had baggage. And friction started coming, transferred aggression. How do we solve this kind of issue? Because I think it is a serious issue and it checks out in marriages. Thank you.
3: Mm. <laughs> Pastor Mide? Pastor <laughs> 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 Mide, I'm pushing all the questions in my way. Okay, so um, I think it still follows the template that Pastor Mide shared. Just you know, deal with the, bag- the baggage. Deal with the baggage. You know, lay them down. And if it's actually a bandage, expose them to the rays of God's light in worship. And let it you know, flood over it. It's amazing how, sincerely, it's amazing how those who have been through worse are a better version sometimes than those who have never been through it. Sometimes we have these impressions that, and, and this, this has to be received with understanding and balance in your head. Don't just, don't just hear what I'm saying. Hear both what I'm saying and what I'm not saying by the help of the Holy Spirit. There are times when those who have been virgins are worse wives. Because there is a sense of entitlement Those who have been virgins, they've never done it before They've never been dead, they've never done that They feel like a virgin husband is a reward for their virginity as well And the man also feels like a virgin wife is a reward for his own virginity And they begin to question God When the person they get is not a virgin Who are you to start with? You see, the truth is, nothing explains the mystery of God's love to us more than the mystery of marriage. Sometimes, God will put such almost unequal puzzles together in marriage to teach a unique dimension of love. Because, you see, the person who has been forgiven more, somehow or the other gets to love more. Because she has been forgiven so much more. She's the Magdalene who is willing to break her entire life savings to wash Jesus is fit, but those who feels like they they've you know they 've ticked all the boxes on, in the law, they are the Pharisees who are blameless with respect to the Lord, they will never ever come close to even see the fact that this is the Jesus Christ we 've been waiting and calling for all our lives and that 's to tell you that sometimes when you um, come into a marriage relationship, just even if you're, you, you never had any experience or a baggage in that sense, still look for god's opinion and Perspective about how you treat this relationship in the light of God's word. Don't come with a sense of entitlement. I'm a virgin, so I deserve a virgin, and any little thing you begin to feel like you are, you know, God robbed you on the wrong side, as if God underpaid you, God shortchanged you, God scammed you with this person he gave you. No. So if we check out other areas of your life where you are very offensive, you are bitter and jealous and envious and then because you were a virgin you think that that virginity is one million naira but envy bitterness jealousy is two naira your one million naira should cover all the two nairas it's like we weigh sins on scales and then your virginity is ten thousand but bitterness and envy and jealousy is just it's just it's just hundred and so if i'm a virgin that is a big purity and if i'm st- i don't know if you understand my point yeah. Don't come into a relationship with that sense of entitlement. Because if you come with that, with that sense of entitlement, you will stop appreciating your spouse. you stop appreciating your spouse. you start feeling like he has not done enough to deserve your kind. Your kind is rare. You're a species that is going extinct. You're a virgin. Who are, don't have that mindset. Even if you're a virgin, you've never done it before, come with gratitude. All right? Come with gratitude. Come with grace. And so that's why I'm saying that still submit this whole thing to the rays of god's light in worship whether you're a virgin with all the baggage and all of that if you were a virgin before you still have baggages you still have bandages you still have mindsets that you need god to work on for you and as long as you're not deserving in one aspect you're not deserving at all in any aspect Mm. if you're not deserving and that's the whole idea of grace because grace will lead you to a point where it will shut your mouth so that you will never be able to boast again And then you can say, you know what, I'm a product of God's grace. I'm not deserving of this. This is a gift. And ultimately, you must be able to say in your marriage relationship that this man is a gift to me. This woman is a gift to me. And once you have that mindset, humility comes. There's no sense of standardization and and putting her on a scale, putting her on a standard level. And if she doesn't measure up, I'm beginning to feel dissatisfied and all of that god can clear all of that god can clear it all those measures of satisfaction having a backdrop of experiences with which you judge your current relationship all of those things can be destroyed in worship all right but you must not come into a relationship with a sense of entitlement is that clear praise god God. hallelujah so um there are a few more questions so we have perhaps 10 minutes to go now uh, and pastor may will answer this question must I talk to my partner every single day? And I'm asking on behalf of some guys. Kilo day. I heard her voice yesterday. I don't want to hear it today. I want to hear it tomorrow or next week. Must I talk to her every day?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why. Okay. And not using mine as a template. Because over the last eight years, I've talked every day. Don't ask me how I do God. it. But communication mm. is very key yeah, is. in relationship. Hmm. very 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 key of course sometimes when maybe some situations will not work around that you guys talk but at least a text a, an email be spontaneous about the communication you don't want to hear a voice it's okay <laughs> send an I'm, I'm serious it's very powerful I okay no for those who are in a relationship for you you can, You don't have to send a text or do a phone call send an email the person hi. expecting it hi. hi I just thought to check up on you are you okay are you good And you actually respond formally, but guess what? It was in between work and you guys just communicated. You just showed that guy, I I value you, I'm thinking about you. Maybe not at that point, but at least. Just show that I'm I'm in touch with you. Communication is very key in relationship because um, once you guys don't talk once, twice, thrice, four times. except. Even long-distance relationship, please, I, I particularly... Please, you guys yeah. have to always keep yeah, talking. Absolutely. Communication is so key because I... I once a person starts talking to somebody else, we're supposed to share with you. Mm. The person starts have emotional mm. connection with absolutely. that person. So, your, the attention is divided. Yeah. She's not talking to me again. Mm. When you did not talk to her when... <laughs> when she was... It's very... No, like, yeah. extremely important. Yeah. If, if students are not around that you guys talk every day, find other ways of communicating. Send gifts. Write an email, send notes, drop things, something. But just make sure that you're in touch with the person because you guys are emotional. You have hearts that are supposed to bind it together. Have conversations. Very, very. Please, I mean, I'm in support of talk every day. But yeah. if it doesn't work, if the does not work around, find other means of communicating and just show that the person is in touch with you.
3: Absolutely. Very true. Very true. Any other question? Any other question? We have questions now. How about? Come on. We have answered all your questions. <laughs> no, really. Let's 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 ask these questions. These are very important areas of our lives, and we are very young. Many of us here are not married, and uh, we need to hear these things. Okay. So, any any question from the audience? Any question? A very question. Christiana I, Isaac, you have a question for us. No. <laughs> okay. Any question? Anyone? Okay. On okay, okay me, good. Onomai oh, has a question. Don't
2: be shy. okay
0: good morning morning. Um, for those that are not in a relationship um, where I work girls that are in a relationship and there is this girl that talks about her boyfriend she lives with her boyfriend and she's already seen the marriage already and she's already seen the marriage (laughs) that they are going to get married so um, for she she usually talk about this relationship like they are already married so they are living like they are married oh. so they watch Korean movies together, <laughs> they do all those things together so like they are so she, she's like our mother knows about it, Our father knows the guy so it's just like okay this marriage is sure mm. so she's, I just popped up a question that how sure are you that this person because, okay, because you are living with the person your dad knows about him your mom knows about him, doesn't mean that and she just, she was angry he's going to get married to me uh-huh. like, it's a must hmm. so, and hmm. that's my first question, like, for those people, when something goes wrong it will be very, like
3: devastating, yeah,
0: ah, it's dangerous because they have, it's there already Yeah. yeah. and for those that don't have, um boyfriend like for me now i might like someone but then someone can come and ask me out and i'm just like it's not like i don't want a relationship but if you ask me out it's just a no for me because wow. i just look at you How and specs? it's not it's not about disrespect though but
3: it's a forbidden just, list,
0: <laughs> yes, something like that. And you cannot just say, I want to be your friend. There's a way you ask, and am like, ah, Can I have your number? I want to talk to you. It's just a no for me, it's not like I don't want a relationship. But the way you ask me is just no. And then I like someone, and then the person likes another person, mm. and then I'm like, Should I be praying to God to bring this friend?
3: <laughs> okay. I like your sincere questions. No, actually, how
0: is, it, how is it going to be like?
3: Okay, I so don't know. your first question is: How do you talk to someone who is that locked up in a relationship that is unhealthy? Yeah. So, is, what's your question exactly with respect to that one? Is it how, how to convince her to realize yeah. that that yeah. lifestyle is wrong and all of that?
0: Yes, like how to bring her to so she won't be too like she's already into it already. Okay. So what? Well, it's difficult.
3: Yeah. It's very difficult Yeah, thank you very much You can have a seat it's, it's pretty difficult to convince someone Who is that neck deep into Because now she's most likely If they're staying together Then they're already having sex most likely And um, that already unites them In a very mm-hmm. intricate way Their emotions are so tied together The Bible says whoever is joined with an harlot Is one spirit with him And that's, that's talking about sex there Literally, sex and all of that. So, if that has happened repeatedly, and now this person is not necessarily even a Christian that can submit it to worship, you know, and all of that, what's the hope of getting the person out? I'll say pray. Just pray for the person. If you love such a person who is in such a condition, pray for the person because it's a very unhealthy situation. Even if the guy marries her, it's, it's not healthy still. That's even if the guy marries her, it's still not healthy. Because the foundation is not solid. And when the foundation is not destroyed, even the righteous man is clueless. So it's important that we... we um, if you're in such a situation or you find someone else in such a situation, pray for the person. Even if the person is the right person for that person, there has to be that separation first. There has to be that recalibration, that you know, realignment of mindset and understandings and value systems before they can now be coming together again. That is even if... Which is a very high and big if you understand. So that's first. Second thing about if you're liking a guy and the guy doesn't like you, oh. Pastor Mide. <laughs> <laughs> so Pastor Mide. What do you have to say about that? Has that happened to you before? Yes. Oh, every guy you've liked has liked you back. Ah, that happened to me, I like the girl, she did not like me back. I traveled to give her Valentine gift. She rejected it. I slept with my Valentine gift on my chest like this. So yeah, what do you do? I'm human too, by the way. So
2: free <laughs> and I really like to say that friendship is very important, so if you guys can be friends, eh like start' Because you're liking the Because you have emotional attachment to the person, but if you see the person as a friend, it can be a good starting point perhaps perhaps, but in other situations just personally i don't i don't I don't believe in attache side mm, just free it and then. If you guys can start as friends, then it would work. But don't start imposing yourself on the person. Ah, you know some ladies when they like guys, they do you know how they behave? Position. Pastor you, Pastor, you know it. No, listen, let's, let's not. We're not, we're not, we're not desperate people. Yeah. When we like people, we have emotional attachment. It doesn't mean that you do not like somebody else tomorrow. So it's just for that particular time and season, and then, of course.
3: So you receive grace to go to. Exactly. Okay, so two more questions. Is it possible to grow in love?
2: Yes. You start
3: by not liking this person. Yes. Like the person has some factors or some qualities in your forbidden list. And then you didn't like the person to start with. And by the way, also, remember what Pastor Mide said about honoring someone, even though you don't like the person, the person is not going to be in a relationship with you. You don't want the person to be in a relationship with you. At the very least, still honor the person. Don't just discard the person and say, well, I will never have anything to do with this kind of person. Still honor the person. The person has some value to offer you if you look deep and all of that. So um, so can you, con- can you grow in liking someone to a point where you are absolutely crazy about that person and it started by not liking the person at all? Yes. Is it possible?
2: Very, very possible. I can save my own for myself. So when I, when I met him, I did not like him. I thought it was not fine. I thought he was not fine. I'm not going to lie. He was just very unattractive to me then. But I just think that he, was, he had a good personality. He had a good heart. God had told me to say yes to him. Then I started to grow in love. As soon as, that, as he had more money, he started becoming finer. So I'm like, okay. But beyond the money, it was his person, his heart, his, what he stood for, his personality, his values, his, his belief system so yes the love grows and the more you feed it the more you i think the most most important thing is when you get a template thing when you have an understanding of how god loves you mm, it helps you to interpret to other people so you can translate that same love to the other person so you know that ah i'm not i'm not the best of the best of mary's but then you know that god has saved you and redeemed you and everlasting love and you can also say because of this person because of how i've received god's love i can now translate this to this person so i allow the person to grow i give the person time and latitude i tolerate the person i start to see how the person do um, how the person might be not so i start to What's the word? Amplify the person's strength. Help the person's weaknesses. I notice that, oh, he does this well. I compliment it. I talk about it. I'm using him. I compliment I talk about it. My partner. So he can grow. He can really grow. The same way you plant a seed, you water it, you yeah. pull light, you yeah. um, put nutrients and manure and everything. The same way you can grow your love. Amazing. and With little, little things and actions. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Also. So go
2: in love. Hallelujah. I think Emeka
4: wanted to say something. Emeka okay. has a question. Yeah. <laughs> Hal- Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, sir, I, want to, I, want to, I want to sort of build on okay. this question. Um, it's, there's a case where you like someone and the person doesn't like you back. And the person makes it somewhat obvious. And that's even a healthy situation. But there's something that's happening in our generation that is called situation call shift. Hmm. Yeah, they're not really dating. <laughs> you know, but it's almost as though you're you're grooming something that you know will need nowhere. Mm. And guess what happens. Mm. A girl likes a guy. The guy is not honest to show that he doesn't like her. Mm. But he's enjoying the fact the that attention. somebody likes him. Mm. So he sustains that liking. Wow. You know, and then sort of it even happens with Christians. Yeah. And the guy is sort of flirting. Mm. You know, so I, I I would like for pastors to address that. And mm. then secondly, given that we have talked a lot about how um, with inventions and technologies, the world God is using as a platform to propagate gospel these days. I'd like to ask if Christians can partake in online dating, you know, go on uh, Tinder uh, and whatnot, <laughs> and find spouses or you know, ma- all those matchmaking
3: okay. sites. <laughs> okay, so I'll answer the first question. Somebody <laughs> will answer the second question. So, with respect can't to, I want say
2: something. I want to say something.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: So, um, like
2: at work the other day, we were having a conversation about dating, and um, so a question came
3: up: Is it okay for a lady to ask a guy out? Mm, mm. Yes. Okay. Pastor, we we'll answer that. <laughs> so the first question about, you know, flirting and leading someone on, usually guys are the more guilty in that regard. Especially Christian brothers. Funny enough, kind of especially brothers. Christian brothers. Um, if a guy that is not a Christian likes you, he'll tell you straight up. If he doesn't like you, he'll probably tell you straight up and all of that. But a Christian brother, I don't know, it's like they're trying to combine dishonesty and kindness together and they don't mix. I, I don't want to tell her no, so I'm trying to be kind. But you are being dishonest. Don't mix the two. Do you understand? Don't flirt. Don't lead a lady on and groom her. It's like, I'm about to ask you to follow me to the kiosk. You are arousing emotion, arousing emotion, and the person is hoping that you will pop the question, and then nothing. That scene, that is, that is wrong. You know? So, so I, I think at the very foundation of every relationship, there must be some sort of definition. Of course, it's not like you have a definition meeting. I say, come, let's, let's define this meeting. But to a very large extent, you would have made it clear, yeah. in some way or the other, the level of interaction that is permitted in this relationship and you know the 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 boundaries of the relationship so that the other person even if she likes you already knows you have already been honest without of course disrespecting or insulting or making her look you know feel less of value because you are a friend and that means she's valuable to you so um, but to the degree that you don't cross a boundary that will begin to suggest that you are more interested than a platonic relationship then to that degree define it so that you be, you, you're not making someone feel in a certain way. And then you're supporting all the things that she's... So she's saying, darling, dear, eh, and all of those very nice things. And you're also replying in the same vein. And you're going for special dates together. <laughs> Sir? She's doing very, you know, <laughs> clear about it. My boo, my this. And then you also say, I'm your ba oh, boo, and all of that. Don't, don't, don't do that. And if you realize that perhaps due to no intention of yours or for reasons out of your own control, this person really, really just took things over and took charge of the entire thing and led herself on. <laughs> you love me. Admit it. You love me. And, you know, that kind of someone. You may have to be direct. You may have to, you know, be very clear. Pastor Deji is very brutal when it comes to things like that. He says you have to be brutal about things like that. Don't, don't massage it. Don't cut it. Be very clear about it. There are some people you can't manage you know, for them to be friends with you. Once you begin to realize that they've gone to a zone that it can't be managed anymore, it can only be severed. You can't now be managing friendship with that kind of a person anymore. So at those levels, just sever it. Tell the person, I'm not quite comfortable with how you're relating with me. And make it clear, I'm not interested in that light or in that way, and I would appreciate that if you respect these boundaries and blah, blah, blah. You make it, it It may not be very... You know, uh, exciting for the lady, but you would have saved her a lot more right. than lay down for another two years and yeah. then still break the heart. Mm. Save her two years. Do you understand? So um, that's the answer to that. So, Pastor Mide, these are the last questions. Now, all the questions are coming in. SLP has a question. So let's have that and then we tie it all up and then we wrap up. SLP. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. she's going to answer all of that. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: lady or a guy in a relationship to still have a friend of the opposite sex and then be close to the person without the person's
1: partner would like to consent no
3: No. that's very clear no Thank you. any relationship when you get to a relationship any other relationship you are going to have has to be a mutual relationship you cannot have especially a relationship that has to do with the opposite, opposite sex, sex. It has to be a mutual one it has to be our relationship you're in a relationship with a guy and you are now having another guy friend who your boyfriend or your fiance is not aware of or is not clear of the kind of relationship both of you share it's not healthy at all the devil thrives (laughs) the devil thrives in secrecy and darkness once you blow it open you have secured yourself. Just let him know. Let him know about it and all of those things. But if you are keeping it secret, I know it's my friend from primary school and he's still your friend till now, and your boyfriend doesn't know about him, it's, it's, it's unhealthy. So it's a no no. Don't even try that. Whatever relationship you want to have, have it together and you secure yourself. Pastor Mide, over to you.
2: Okay. Online dating, no. Why, why, why are we going online? To? I don't understand why. But why are we going there? now I don't understand because first of about have Facebook, okay. WhatsApp. up okay. I mean to put
0: Yes. yes.
3: Mm. yeah Mm. Mm. there is some sort of valid justification for that approach mm. Mm. that's what we did mm. yes um, what I would say about that is this trust God
1: I online dating you go
3: to a online dating site what I would say is Trust God. I'm not saying it is impossible for you to meet someone via that route, but don't do it in the flesh, because the reason why online dating is a thing is because there is a higher chance of meeting someone in that platform. It's a statistical kind of thing. So uh, I'm not meeting someone. Just like you know, Director Bilola said, I'm not meeting someone in a natural environment, church, work, school. So where's the other likely place I'm likely going to meet someone? so it's a dating site, so I go there and I sort of search. The processes that lead up to that almost negates a process that God engineers. Right. It feels like a process that you personally oversee by yourself. You go there, you check pictures, you see stats, you see specs, and then you choose who you want to date, and then you date, and, then you s- and everybody's really acting, and nobody's really real in that sense. But is it possible for you to meet someone on that platform? It's actually possible, but my point is Let it be be led by the Holy Spirit I'm not going to exclude it from the options That God can lead you through Because really People, believers I've met on Facebook WhatsApp and some other Online platforms and all of that In a very valid way But the point is you must be led You can't take the matter of your relationship As something you want to oversee You can't oversee your relationship You can't oversee how to choose your life partner Once you're overseeing it You have the propensity to be scammed Mm. Somebody will lie to you and make you think he's something that he's not. And he will lie to you for six months. And you will marry. And you will not realize that you just got yourself scammed in a relationship. So be led. And if God will lead you, he will be the one to direct the whole script. He will choose where you will meet. He will choose how you will meet. He will choose the exact, you know, characters in the script. And it won't be you directing your own script. You can't direct your own steps. But when it comes to the dating side, you are the one in charge of it. God is also watching you. What are you doing? So because of the way it's done... It almost doesn't look like something that God will use to lead you into a relationship. But I don't think God would exclude that as an option entirely and completely eliminate it. It is possible. God can say, click on it. See that guy. See him. He can say that. Yeah. He can say that. But it's not a doctrine to be built around. Mm? Yeah. Uh, so the
2: last question is... Uh, let me,
3: ask ah. we need let me start standing two. up. So that you know that we are <laughs> okay. wrapping up indeed. Just shoot I think there was another question, right? Yes,
2: Pastor Inca's yes, Pastor lady, Inc. question. Ladies asking
3: guys out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. my she said and guys Asked them. So that i Interesting. And it has ruined a lot of lives. I'm sure you know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm sure you know the answer to that. It's it's not of God. No prophet should determine who you marry. None. Nobody is that powerful and should be that powerful over the decisions of your life. Don't make a prophet one house, please. One house. All right. Don't make a prophet the one who decides for you who you get married to. Why submit? the issues about your life and your destiny to a a prophet when you have the holy spirit Mm -hmm. a far better version of any kind of prophet you can ever ask for and so it's an insult to the holy spirit an insult to your spiritual intelligence for somebody to impose on you who you will marry you will be the one to marry the person but you had no idea of it except by an external party it's not of god god will lead you personally any other person can be a confirmation can be an affirmation And you may not have any confirmation, the conviction is enough. One conviction. Everybody can be saying no to a person and you have a conviction it's fine. Better than everybody saying this is the guy and your conviction says no. Mm. You are the one entering this relationship. Exactly. And God will lead you, you will furnish your heart with that conviction or that assurance. Okay, so that's that for that question.
2: Okay, so I just want to add so just in case yeah. you're thinking I want to relationship, just pray about it. Mm. Ask God questions yeah. about it. Ask. Ask. It's very simple. Ask God, okay, tell me about this person. Ask. He will actually tell you. I have, I have a testimony that God mm-hmm. actually, yeah. he will actually tell you. Yeah. give you the right questions to ask people when they come to you. He will tell you, this person is not the person, this person is person, person person. Different people will come, they will look like it. But you need to be sure that God has spoken to you. He has told you where you are going, who this person can be, who this person is, what the person can look like. And then you can now start saying, okay, God, I thank you, can I receive this and thank Pray about it. It's not, you're not, well, not too young or too old to pray about our marriages. I don't know for some fun. I was I started praying for my husband. Since I was in SS too. I don't know why, but I started doing it, and of course, I can see the evidence. Right. So back to Pastor Inka's question. I'm not, if I, I'm not in support of ladies asking guys out. I think you put you in a very funny, put you in a very funny place. Why are you desperate? Usually, the way we're wired, or the humans are wired or created, is that men are supposed to chase after the women. Why are you chasing a man? I'm sorry, but why? What's the point? You like him. Let him express his intent. When Isaac saw Rebecca, he went to her. He was beautiful. Exactly. And he loved her. Why are we going about chasing men? I don't know. Why? What's the point? The... (laughs) no so that one was a so i I feel like um that was an instruction god was actually the one leading her using her mother-in-law as the midwife to that process so she it wasn't like she and he still he still he still um, made his intention was actually talked about exactly so it's not i don't think it's yeah victoria victoria has a question are we clear on that please ladies no no please no lady in this house okay last question okay. okay
3: okay
6: Weighing. asking So, maybe the lady question, I don't know, because I, I, I know of someone who she had a conviction regarding a particular guy. And obviously, I mean, no matter how strong your conviction is, like what somebody said, there's just this thing about the man being the head and the vision leader and vision bringer. You cannot be. You know, you now be the one to give the vision and sort of start the process. So what she did was to spend a lot of time in prayer exactly about it, and then God started to work things out on yeah. the other end. Yeah. So by the time the guy was coming, she she was she didn't have to go praying afresh or ask mm. questions because all of that had sort of been done yeah. before the guy got there. Then I also want to talk about, um, sorry, sort of weighing also on the online um, dating thing. I understand that there's like there's a lot of pressure, actually, mm. in our generation. And that's why I, I think the lady asked about, um, you know, must somebody get married? Because there's all this pairing up happening. Yeah. So either people pair up definitively or they pair up in situations like um, mm. Bishop had <laughs> asked about. But I, th- I think um, as ladies... Um I see a place in, I think first Corinthians seven that talks about how we should use our singlehood yeah there's um, talks about having like how God is interested in our relationships and how relationships have like an eternal um significance yeah. your singlehood i've learned this one like you know like sort of the hard way. Your singlehood also has an eternal significance there are things God will have you learn, things God will have you do. Things God, visions God will have you receive Earth, yeah. as a single person before the other person comes along. And he just wants you to wait. Sometimes just standing still right. can be the hardest thing while everybody mm. seems to be moving. moving and so, you know, sure. s- just, I sort of feel like it's it's so it's, it's so important for single ladies. I, I mean, I'm not saying single guys don't have their issues, but to sort of have like an accountability partner. Yeah. Be, be you know be be doing something there's mm. a pastor i listened to who said um you know don't wait so you you want to do something you say oh no when i get married or when i get in relationship i'll travel when i get married i'll travel or when i get married i'll take this course or do this thing just keep living you know as a whole person like we've yeah. been learning and then there's something else i, I wanted. i mean just you know and then okay yeah social media mm. please because Sometimes, there are people you need to unfollow, literally. Accounts on Instagram, you need to stop. Even social media sites, you might tell yourself, I don't really need to be on this side, because it just sort of lets water into your ship. Mm -hmm. So every week, you're working on the same type of deformity, because you you work on it in church, you lay it before God in worship, and then you go out in society, and a friend, you know, you have front row seats, to be and you just dealing with covetousness every single time or dissatisfaction with where mm. you are all of that praise god
3: hallelujah Amen. praise god hallelujah please
2: give Rappel. yourselves a round of applause mm. I, I do it better now how about can we say thank you to pastor dami hallelujah so let's do it properly we honor our pastors very well in this house with jesus joy can we celebrate our pastor, Pastor Dami? Thank you so much, sir.
0: Amen.
1: Wow,
4: what a word.
0: For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media
1: platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.